0: Pick Pet Honda for all your automotive needs. Shop and save on over thirteen hundred of your favorite new Hondas during the Happy Honda Days sales event. Like a new twenty nineteen Honda Accord LX front wheel drive sedan, lease for two forty nine a month, thirty six months, twelve thousand miles per year, and zero security deposit. Visit us at eleven one fifty one U S forty nine in Gulfport. Online at Pet Stock number K A one six one five three three automatic two thousand ninety nine due signing plus tax, tag, and title fee to qualified buyer See dealer for details. Ends one Pick Peck Honda for all your automotive needs. Shop and save on over 1,300 of your favorite new Hondas during the Happy Honda Days sales event. Like a new 2019 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive sedan. Lease for $249 a month. 36 months, 12,000 miles per year, and zero security deposit. Visit us at 11151 US49 in Gulfport. Online at patpeckhonda.com. Stock number KA161533. Automatic 2099. due it signing plus tax tag and title fee. to qualified buyer, see dealer for details. Ends one 20 Welcome to Bigfoot and the Bunny. This is a couple's journey into the mysterious, the
1: unknown, and And the the paranormal.
0: paranormal. I'm your host, Chris Carr.
1: And I'm your host, Kristen Johnson. Together, Together, we we are are Bigfoot and the Bunny. Hi, welcome to Bigfoot and the Bunny. I'm Kristen Johnson.
0: I'm Chris Carr. What's going on, Kristen?
1: Nothing much. How about you?
0: Oh, all kinds of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I almost died again.
1: <laughs> now, for people who watched last week's show, when Christopher mentioned something, if you were to look at my face, you will see me shaking my head, my eyes going up, you know, and rolling, and... Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> apparently
0: happened? i was sir you're under cardiac arrest <laughs> and i'm laughing now because i feel like a million times better i bounced back i had to get a couple of stents or maybe three and uh yeah bounced back like a champ yeah. that was last week so i wasn't quite over it and i had a uh, weird experience in the hospital too which i told you about to, uh, let our audience know that I had a clear audience moment uh, similar to what you experienced. Yeah, yeah. while well, I was sitting in the ER, like li- literally in a corridor because there were no rooms available in this particular hospital. But sitting on the cot that they provide, um, someone—I'll put someone in quotes—came in close and whispered in my ear. A female voice whispered, "Chris." And it, you know, like, made me jump Because it was, like, right there It was right next to me. I could, like, feel the presence Almost feel the You know, you can feel When someone's close to you Almost feel like their heat, yeah. you know So, that was kind of interesting <clears throat> But yes. not to worry
1: You the know audio. I'm, I'm good.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah No, I'm good I just wanted to make that So you are Under cardiac arrest joke I've been saving that one For a couple of days It's so funny <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm shaking my head again (laughs) yeah yeah my eyes are rolling yep it's really funny
0: it's hilarious and it is my
1: anxiety i almost ended up on the cot next to you Mm. so yeah
0: well that's the thing you're not the healthiest person either and i have a little theory that that's why we have maybe such good luck (laughs) communicating (laughs) with spirits because we're actually quite close to death (laughs) We're like halfway there man you
1: know. No man, I I, I <laughs> close to death. Like well, when I was nine, but that's about it. Other than that, <laughs> my back, not my heart.
0: I'm <laughs> kidding. Jeez. I know. I'm not gonna die.
1: Right.
0: Didn't kill me yet. But um, <clears throat> yet another show we can talk about a movie we saw that kind of leads right into what we end up discussing. It's interesting how our movie picks have been almost like our show titles in a way <laughs> in a way uh, we watched pet cemetery the remake uh, stephen king um book and movie it was from the 80s really good, the
1: twist i liked it
0: yeah yeah and i, I love the original the book is one of my favorite stephen king books and the uh, remake was cool because it does do twists on the original one leads you down the path so to speak and then um You know, has a little twist from what maybe was in the original movie. But the idea and concept of an Indian burial ground being sacred land that the white man should not enter or cross came up yet again, right? And this was a a hot topic in the 70s and 80s. Uh, People thought that this was maybe the cause of the Amityville haunting. And for the Amityville horror and certainly poltergeist definitely poltergeist yeah 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 well several people did uh think that that was also why amityville may have been haunted and uh, some of those theories were disproven you know who knows exactly um i have my own story about that my my childhood story is directly related to it and uh the you know we lived in a haunted house for a time actually two of them um when I was a child, and I'm talking like preschool age, and my parents who uh, got divorced always had the same stories, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, apparently, they used to see a Native American gentleman walk by our house every day, at pretty much like the same time every day, and asked the neighbors who he was, and nobody knew who he was. Nobody else ever saw him. Uh, one night, uh, my father woke um, in bed, <clears throat> And he was in bed with my mom and uh, saw the same gentleman like peering over my mother. And you know, being the crazy man he was, he had like a large knife in his under his pillow. pulled the knife out and stabbed through the figure. This is a reactionary measure. And his arm went right through it. He said he almost stabbed my mom. And he said it felt like uh, corduroy. The, the man always was dressed in like these kind of old corduroy, like an old corduroy suit, you know. So. Kind of interesting, and supposedly that was also a burial ground. And that was like way before poltergeist and, and all of that kind of got hot. That was more like the early right. 70s. So, yeah, kind of interesting. Kind of interesting.
1: We were wondering about my house as well, being um, on the land that the King Philip's War started.
0: Absolutely. We were
1: also wondering if that's why my house is kind of a hot spot.
0: That's that, and the fact that the wiring's bad, and your the EMF readings in your living room are ridiculous and probably quite unhealthy.
1: so <laughs> that why do you think Jacob's portal lit up not being plugged into the Xbox? It Jacob could be part of it. Of
0: oh, I know. <laughs> I don't no. think
1: so. I'm
0: quite familiar with that living room, but uh, I don't think it. I don't think it hurts the activity to have that much EMF going. Um. And certainly, yeah, it's a historic place. One of the first uh, houses built in Swansea. So very interesting. We talked a little bit about that uh, earlier. Um, I think on the last show, right? We touched we on Yeah, we,
1: a couple of our the shows. The
0: stairs, <laughs> kind of like cat stairs. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. The hobbit <laughs> stairs, I call them.
0: Right. More I for also the have cats a shower
1: in my, my bathroom. My bathroom literally has like a trap door that goes down to a hideaway. Right. Like, almost yeah. like an
0: underground railroad kind of thing. Yeah. And have to wonder if it was used for that purpose at at some point. I mean, they were hiding something there, right? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but that all leads to where what we ended up doing Saturday. I I get out of the hospital on Friday, and then Saturday we get up and said, "All right, let's go investigating." we're almost dead no. go talk to that some helped. dead people <laughs> oh, so on this concept of indian burial grounds um i discovered that there's actually an indian burial ground about 20 minutes from where i live uh in the town of grafton which was i believe called Hassamesset back in the day and was a right. praying town and uh this praying town was more or less uh founded by john elliot who had Uh, founded 14 of these praying towns where they would convert Indians or Native Americans, I should say, to Christianity. Uh, He was able to read and write in the native language of of the Nipmucs, which is a a language, a word that I am not even going to attempt to pronounce tonight. It's um, (laughs) got at least 26 syllables in it. (laughs) So, yeah, I am not even going to (laughs) try. Basically, it's the language of the Nipmuck which is, I believe, people of the freshwater, like those in freshwater ponds. And that was the local tribes that also were uh, big participants in King Philip's War, along with the Wampanoags, you know, and the Swansea area.
1: Now, I was looking up, I did some research, and the Wampanoags, plus some other tribes, they have this plaque on Coles Hill looking over Plymouth Rock. And it reads, in 1970, Native Americans have gathered at noon on Coles Hill in Plymouth to commemorate a national day of mourning on the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday. Many Native Americans do not celebrate the arrival of the pilgrims and other European settlers. To To them, Thanksgiving Day was a reminder, is a reminder of the genocide of millions of their people, the theft of their lands, and the relentless assault on their culture. Participants in National Day of Mourning honor Native ancestors and the struggles of the Native peoples to survive today. It is a day of remembrance and spiritual connection as well as a protest of the racism and oppression which native americans continue to experience.
0: Yeah, they did. It was
1: erected by was it was erected by the town of plymouth on behalf of the united american indians of new england. Now, the west coast they have a similar the just sunrise ceremony.
0: They do. They have a similar holiday they call the Un-Thanksgiving, right?
1: It's on Thanksgiving, and it's done on an Alcatraz Island, and they do it coincidingly with the uh, with our Thanksgiving, and also on Columbus Day.
0: Right. Well, look at Columbus. Right. So right. when Columbus arrived, and Captain John Smith, I believe uh, his name was, who actually arrived before the the Mayflower. Um, and had some contact, I think it's 1614, with the, the Natives in our area, like in more of the Boston area, um, they got sick. <laughs> they got really sick. And I think it knocked out something like three quarters of the population. Like, for instance, when the, the Mayflower did uh, come over, the Pilgrims came over, um, they arrived to, to empty towns around right. the area, empty uh, villages, you know, they basically were you know, huts and and teepee type things, I believe, uh, or simplistic structures, but they were empty because the people had died. You know, they were down to something like 500 people in the tribes around here,
1: right?
0: which was a low number. You know, they had lost, you know, from like 2,000 to 500. They had lost lots of their uh, brothers and sisters, which is is horrible. And it's basically, you know, because of the lack of immunities, I mean, um, you know, they got... They got pretty pretty sick. The pre-Columbian era, pre-Columbus, or prior to 1492, the Americas and her, her indigenous people had limited exposure to the widespread diseases of Europe, and therefore they had limited immunities. Smallpox, uh, bubonic plague, chickenpox, cholera, diphtheria, influenza, malaria, measles, scarlet fever, typhoid, typhus, tuberculosis, various STDs, and the common cold were all brand new to the natives right. here. And their systems had no kind of resistance toward them, so they they got hit hard. And smallpox was really the the biggest killer of them all.
1: Right. It's so sad. Our research in the past few months have been just unbelievably sad.
0: It is sad. It is sad. But um, before we get more deep into that, I, I know we've we've got a clip, and it's actually one of the the happier clips of tonight because there are yes. These kind of words that get used in some of the other clips that aren't aren't as kind. Um, to uh, talk about this clip a little bit, um, you have we're wearing, and you can see um, this is the one I used in our ad tonight. It's on our Facebook page. You can find Bigfoot and the Bunny on Facebook. Uh, also, you can look for Dark Horse Paranormal. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And I put right. together a little video ad, and I included some pictures I took that day. And you had a pink shirt on that we got right. at the it trade show, believe. similar to this one, but it says believe on the top of it. And it's it written. It's
1: in love and peace, and it has different symbols, and, religious symbols on it. Right. Correct. So just to clarify, while we were standing there asking questions and freezing, um, I asked what, what is my shirt today? And it came back
0: I'm sorry you broke up a little bit what were you? Saying? I'm sorry. sorry
1: I said just to clarify what you know we were there what they would say I asked what my shirt says oh said. yes
0: yep. Yep. you asked what your shirt said and uh, it tells us believe and it says it twice you'll hear it in a singing type voice and then you'll hear it sounds like, kind of like an old older woman saying believe Very low.
1: Low.
0: low. So that was uh, pretty amazing. So we're good for clip one, Joe.
1: You know what my shirt says? You know what my shirt says? You know what my shirt says? what
0: my shirt says
1: thank you back right on thank you
0: yeah that was uh pretty impressive we caught a little bit of that in real time and uh, i'm glad we took pictures to show people like what your shirt actually said that day right. um that's pretty pretty amazing and um yeah things were were rough for them, and um they lost look how much land was lost so 1.5 over 1.5 billion acres of land between 1776 and
1: 1887
0: alone right i basically i wish stolen. i could have
1: remembered the um map we were researching so much this weekend the map so we could like tell everybody to do it and how it it literally shows how the um Land
0: was taken, over, yeah. It was over. like an interactive map, and you could see in times Crazy. going over the years how it just it just vanishes, you know. And uh, that was because of uh, the great expansion, you know. That's what uh, what we wanted. We just wanted to come in there and go straight to California. First, we settled the south um, and moved them out. Eventually, um, I mean, first we took our own areas between the Virginia and New England colonies and took the eastern seaboard, but um, then the south went through Andrew Jackson, whose uh, army would collect the flesh of Native Americans and use them in the reins on their horses, um, among other things. They're pretty sick and move them to the other side, the west side of the Mississippi to make room for plantations and slavery. So, yeah, he's a hell of a guy on the back of the, or in the front of the twenty dollar bill. Andrew Jackson. But um, this next clip. Um, I'm talking about a crystal. Now, I, we like crystals. You know, I'm, I'm into some pretty esoteric stuff. And Chris is into the kind of more crystally, happier stuff. But I like the crystals as well. And I uh, carried a uh, amethyst around with some other ones uh, with me in my pocket. And I had this little amethyst and I started at home. And I thought, well, this would be a really cool thing to leave as an offering while we're there. Right. Right. And enough. Um, I left
1: tobacco, and
0: yeah, sure enough, we get over there, and uh, there is a cigar <laughs> on the ground, wrapped, still wrapped, in plastic. Come on, guys, can't leave the plastic. And there's right. a, yeah, <laughs> and there's a crystal. Somebody left a quartz crystal there at the base of kind of the main rock, and to give you an idea of what it looks like. You go up these kind of steps, and then there's a row of what looks like small headstones, and there's no writing on any of them but they're carved to some degree and then there's a large rock with an inscription in the the center and the bodies are just kind of strewn in there i I do know that um as the town grew and they expanded that road and widened the road you know from horse paths to the kind of semi highway it's a busy road anyways you can hear a lot of road noise probably in these clips um that they found more bodies, you know, and they moved them into this area. So anyways, I'm t- in this clip, I'm talking about the uh, crystal and about to leave it. And um, it says, thank you. And then uh, I mentioned leaving. <clears throat> I like that there's somebody left the crystal and I mentioned leaving mine, something out that effect. And i believe it says you can't imposter i originally thought it said podcaster at the end like it was a clip from an ad or something but i thought that was unique because we do a podcast you know as well you know we're on a podcast with this and doing a live show and we also do our dark horse paranormal podcast so i was like well that's interesting And then i listened to it again after giving it a break after a couple days and it sounds more like imposter to me but uh something's definitely talking to us and um that's clip two I really like the offering somebody left Mm -hmm. of a crystal at the
1: base
0: of the spot. Do you like that? Thank you. I thought about leaving the crystal myself. I really like the offering somebody left Mm -hmm. of a crystal at the base of the spot. Do you like that? Thank Thank you. You back? Great, thank you. Thanks, Joe. So I thought that was pretty cool. What you think of that, Chris?
1: I loved it. I don't know why they say imposter, but.
0: Well, I think it kind of fits in with some of the other clips. And know if, clips that we're going to play yeah. through in a little bit. We hear words like traitor. We actually hear that in two different clips. And we hear um, scalp. And I think these are kind of like things you would expect to hear from the praying Indians or maybe spirits around them. I mean, these people really, in a way, had it bad. You know, uh, John Elliott, for all his good intentions of converting the native americans to christianity and translating the bible old and new testaments into the native languages for them to read and uh showing these people uh what the english life was like um made enemies of them and uh, their own people to de- despise them they probably despised them more than they despised the white man because here are their right. own people sitting they're abandoning all their culture you know, which had been established over something like 15,000 years, right? These people were in North yes. America and had developed their nations and uh, their cultures and what their life was like, um, which we talked about, you and I quite a bit more, and how the impact of maybe socialistic ideas may bring us back around to that. Eventually, if we're here long enough, if we live long enough. Um, right. <laughs> right. And, and then here come these people, you know, over the water with a little bit more tech and try to change everything. Um, these people would, uh, the, meaning the praying Indians, would sometimes be scouts and spies for the white man and, uh, you know, did kind of blade along those lines. So you can see why they were actually in more danger than probably, you know, uh, the general population of Hananamesit Henan- at the time. All right. Yeah. So I I found that I, interesting, and you know some of the the words did seem a little aggressive and not necessarily, you know, fitting to the questions. But something like the, the word "traitor" makes perfect sense when you you think about it like that. Absolutely. You know, Who's the traitor? Am I the traitor? Is that doesn't necessarily mean I'm a traitor, or maybe I am. I mean, during King Philip's War, um, at the height of it. They ended up taking all the people from the 14 praying towns yeah. and moved them out to Deer Island And Boston. They took them Harper.
1: all, not just the praying towns. They took every one of them and just stuck them on Deer Island because they, they felt like they couldn't trust any of them.
0: Right. Well, you had the two islands. They they put the praying people on Deer Island to keep them separate from the, the others. And they left them to die of exposure. And it did kill most of them. Uh, some of them did live through that winter. And uh, that's some of the Nipmong tribe, you know, that we see today, our ancestry of uh, Deer Island and also the fighters that survived, you know, through King Fighters War, uh, King Philip's War, Metacom's right. War, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which we have a show on, as a matter of fact, if you go back and check out one of our shows, it's um, the it's Anawan Rock, I believe, mm-hmm. King Philip's War.
0: That's right. We've learned a lot about the Native American people over the yes, last yes. few months. <laughs> and, yes, uh, you know, we sympathize
1: with them. Yeah, most, most definitely. I always have my, um. our undisclosed location is supposedly also on um, ancient burial grounds, it.
0: Right. If well, if you think about Horse it,
1: podcast,
0: it's, it's all ancient burial grounds. It, it
1: really it. is. Yeah, It really is. But if you listen <laughs> to the Dark Horse Paranormal Podcast, uh, we go into that. Uh, we're getting to the slightly undisclosed location now.
0: Yeah, we get so, a little closer to disclosing very, it so, in our yes. last one, uh, podcast number four. Yeah. So check that out, guys. Available wherever podcasts can be found. Dark Horse Paranormal Podcast. Mm.
1: So, so yeah, the next
0: yeah. um, clip, I mean, is uh, pretty long. This uh, we should get into this one. This is the longest one, and uh, okay. we were, it's you know a couple minutes long. But we talk about the pieces of it because it's basically just a little section of uh, the Spirit Box recording we did, and then we kind of go back and it kind of gives you guys an idea if you know you're new to this, like how do we come up with these clips and like you know these like little perfect things. So you just hear the whole. You know a couple minutes of the recording and then we we talk about i think it's you know three or four parts of of that uh clip and what what's being said and uh, play it back for you again so you can hear the individual parts so that's clip three In my left hand if that's what he says that's cool Ooh. I'm some carpet, okay. I'm that I'm going to... bury it under the strap. Yeah, so, nobody picks it up. What
1: was... What was your... S- Satchim's name? I'm
0: dead. Oh. So in the first part of this, you hear me um, talking about the uh, amethyst crystal I had in my left hand that I, I left as an offering, and it immediately says, Traitor. And then it says,
1: That's cool.
0: In my left hand, if that's what it says. That's cool. So for this next part, I'm talking about feeling compelled to leave the uh, crystal I had brought, which was this amethyst, and I had this idea at home. To, to bring it and I liked it too <laughs> it's just a small <laughs> one you might keep in your pocket and um, it says redemption
1: yeah redemption it says it has music to it dun, 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 and then all of a sudden it says redemption, redemption.
0: I feel it's I'm going to bury it the track okay. so nobody picks it up I just thought that was really strange because um you know redemption, you know, was I seeking redemption by leaving the offering? Uh what did redemption mean to a Native American in a prayer town? I thought that was just kind of an interesting thing that popped up.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I asked after that what their Sachem's name was, which Sachem is chief. And we get I'm, I'm dead. dead. And muck twice.
0: Two times. Two times. And right at the end, too, you'll hear that little, the speaker disconnect. And that is um, an odd thing, too, because my phone connects, to, you know, by Bluetooth to this uh, speaker that we use also for the uh, spirit box. And it disconnected for some reason, which is really odd. At the standing. same time. <laughs> I'm right in front of it. So <laughs> we thought that was weird or it reconnected. Something happened to its connection. Here's this clip.
1: What was, what was your Satcham's name? I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. You're back, guys.
0: Right on, thank you, Joe. Thanks,
1: Joe.
0: So, so there's a lot going on there and I know um, toward the end of the clip, we mentioned that it says, uh, the voice says Nipmuc twice and the first time is a little bit difficult to hear. Um, I'll probably put this out on our SoundCloud, um, which is Dark Horse Paranormal. If you search for that on SoundCloud, you'll find it. And We tend to put individual just little clips that we use in the show maybe unedited versions. I know there's one we had to edit that we're going to play for you uh, later <laughs> that I, I already uploaded out there. And some of the things that are, you know, in the podcast or in the show, and maybe some things that are neither, you know, that you might find interesting. Um, so check that out.
1: Headphones.
0: And, yeah, put on I some headphones, headphones and give that a, a listen. And you will actually hear a faint nitmuck, and then you'll hear a more clear nitmuck right after it. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting, and I wanted to check out our YouTube here see if anybody was uh, chatting with us. You guys can uh, go on YouTube and um, go United Public Radio and uh, check out the live stream. You can actually see us and chat with us, interact. Mm-hmm.
1: Call in. I don't have the number offhand again. It's 1504. Do you see it in front of you, Chris?
0: Nope, looking for the chat room. Let me see. Does that even know if anybody's there? (laughs) looking a little quiet. A little quiet out there. (laughs) But uh, actually, yeah, you can uh, go to www.uprntalkradio.com to hear us. If uh, you're hearing us on some other media or if you're listening to, you know, maybe a past broadcast at any time, the dial-in number is right there on the front page. You can also hear the live stream. Um, And, again, United Public Radio on YouTube uh, streams all these shows live and in real time. So come check us out. Say hello. The number is 504-273-7379. Thanks, Joe. And uh, feel free to dial in, ask us some questions. I've got all kinds of Native American knowledge floating around my head from the last few days. Uh, I would love to share some of that with you. (laughs) Uh, One of the people I came across that had written uh, kind of extensively about what, you know, another author actually termed the American Holocaust in his 1992 book by that same title, was uh, Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz, who wrote An Indigenous People's History of the United States. And in that... Um, i will just going kind to of quote part of it because uh, I did listen to some of her lectures and stuff. It's very interesting, very, very intelligent view of of what happened. Uh, she talks about bounties for indigenous scalps were honored even in the absence of war. Scalps and indigenous children uh, became means of exchange, currency, and this development may have even created a black market. Scalp hunting was not only pro- a profitable privatized enterprise but also a means to eradicate or subjugate the indigenous indigenous population of the anglo-american Atlantic seaboard the settlers gave a name to the mutilated and bloody corpses they left in the wake of the scalp punts redskins yep so this is where the controversy comes you know that's down to how the
1: name came about. the
0: football team and um, like a lot of people are unhappy with that. It's not just like a slang word. It's actually what it represents, and it's a reference to the you know mutilated and bloody bodies that were left in the wake of this you know form of currency. I, as I understand it, especially in the poor populations would trade scalps and they would do this for you know everyday items. And I don't know why it, they had value, but uh, you know I do know that by 1635, 15 years after uh, the Pilgrims landed, it was um, a law, you know, that every household needed to have a gun, and they had to have a gun at all times, and they needed to carry that gun to work in the fields or whatever they were doing in their property, basically, to protect it because they were stealing it. Um, This is before the militias came around. That would eventually become state militias, and Calvaries and such. Forces basically to, to kick out the natives. So on that note, we have uh, clip four, which you're gonna hear the word scalp. Right. Do you like the samwathist that I'm holding? Scalp? Yeah. Scalp? Yeah. Do you like the same that I'm holding? Scalp? Yeah. Scalp? Yeah. Do you like the this that I'm holding?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You bet, guys. I don't. Thank Thank you. you.
1: Which is a very powerful word when you hear what Chris had said, and yeah, I'm glad he I'm glad he read that and not me.
0: It really upsets me. So, Right. Uh, so in clip three, in that longer clip, we also heard the word traitor. And um, we're going to hear that in the next one a little bit more clearly at a different time in the recording. Um, again, you know, there had to be some kind of anger, be it with them, be it with their native brothers, or be it, you know, with the white man, you know, there were, there were traitors abounding and it was all a, a big fight for land and money and, you know, um, to take it over. So <laughs> clip five is traitor. Can you tell us something for the Drifter. You big. Can you tell us something so that we know what to do? Mm-hmm. Something relevant here. Okay. Okay. You
1: big. You back, guys. Cool, thank you. Thank you. I have a kitten in my wire. <laughs> hmm. So Trader again. Well, I mean, we were there. We were speaking to them. We were t- asking questions and things. And I figured it meant us. Like you said, it could have been anything but i mean we were the only ones there and it
0: could be like a residual energy stuff. you know it's hard to really even say
1: absolutely you
0: know, Chris, I think of it a little thought i wouldn't take it personally um it didn't even seem to go with the, the questions too much but we got scalp we got trader back a couple times you know it seems very relevant considering where we were
1: absolutely uh, yeah and So what do you think about this um, King Philip's War, of course, where we are, or anybody if you want to call in, and what do you think about the bodies that were basically buried in, and maybe like houses now on them? Do you think that, I mean, I'm sure that has a lot to do with some of the hauntings
0: well yeah i think it's a clear reason for hauntings chris (laughs) um yeah i can see where they were going and i i think there were um native americans in the news in the 70s and 80s quite a bit as well um besides these uh prayer towns or praying towns i think we said it wrong in the ad that's what you get for being a little hungover right um, it's praying towns, not prayer towns, <laughs> which is what we said, but, um, later they would come to have, uh, schools where they literally stole the children, uh, from the reservations and would take them to another part of America and put them in school, cut their hair and their hair, the long hair, uh, the native American was supposed to represent, um, strength and wisdom. It would cut mm-hmm. their hair and dress them in military like clothes. And, um, okay, so you put them in a mi- military school and these schools were you know, known to be riddled with, uh, psychological abuse, uh, physical abuse and sexual abuse. Right. You know, um, at some point the sterilization of them comes into play and that's pretty, pretty damn dark. And that's much later
1: yep.
0: sterilizing the females so that they can't populate because it was a true genocide.
1: Yeah. In fact, um, we were talking about, it was in the West, they were taking, as they were trying to establish the West, the colony, the colonists, um, taking them and just mutilating them bodies, and like you were saying, using...
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll get into, into that, I think, when we... Yeah. Out. Did you have uh, some other research that you did?
1: No. I did oh. Plymouth. Well,
0: oh, okay.
1: no,
0: all right so what, what's our last clip because we are getting down there
1: oh this is, i know that's why i only did what i did um <clears throat> that's the funny one with the bleep
0: oh right right
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i this... mean it's
1: not funny because of the question we asked but
0: Right. yeah this this one has a bleep in it and uh, you'll hear why. And if you want to hear again the the unedited version, uh, you can go out to SoundCloud and look up Dark Arts Paranormal and and hear that in its entirety. And um, yep. Yeah. So yeah, we can do the last clip and, uh, and talk a little bit about uh, that battle you mentioned. Okay. Can you tell us something so that we know what you can do. Thank you all right,
1: so that's basically what they said, and that's exactly how they feel.
0: Yep, they sure do so. (laughs) Um, What I wanted to talk a little bit about Was the uh, Massacre um, That happened on November 29th I think Thanksgiving falls on the 28th right this year? Yes And I wanted to talk a little bit about the Massacre of Sand Creek Which happened on the 29th Back in 1864 A Colonel John Shivington And his six hundred and seventy five man force that was made up mostly of the third Colorado Cavalry. Um under having agreements with the local tribes and I was a chief black kettle uh that was kind of running the local tribe over there. Um they had been in talks and, you know, in the process of breaking yet another treaty. And if you get into the stuff and you look deep, you'll see there are so many treaties that were made and so many treaties that were broken um, basically because of the gold rush uh, and that those areas in the rush to get out to the Great Plains and places like Colorado where they were finding gold and they were pushing the, the natives out uh, further and further anytime they were happen to habitat land or their food source which is the buffalo which is a whole nother story we could do a whole show on the death of the buffalo yeah. and annihilation of that uh, some of the pictures I saw of that were just atrocious the buffalo skulls stacked up like a mountain but um, they were uh, thought they were in safe territory in fact, they were told if uh, they fly the American flag above their encampment, which was made up of teepees, that no soldier would touch them and uh, Sher's sure hack uh, on november twenty ninth eighteen sixty four Um, the cavalry showed up with uh, Colonel John, who hated the natives, despised them. Colonel John was uh, quoted as saying things like, damn any man who sympathizes with the Indians, kill and scalp all, big and little, nits make lice. And nits was a slang word for the natives' babies. Um, They marched in, they slaughtered everyone, because it was dawn, and uh, the younger men, were um, hunting. This is the time they knew they would be out. Uh, Two thirds of the encampment was made up of women and children. The rest of them were males, and they were older males that didn't hunt or were too young to hunt. And basically, killed hundreds of them. Um, while this isn't new, uh, you know, news really in, in the, the world at the time. What did make news was what they did with the bodies after. The slaughtering, they mutilated them and um, were cutting off their their genitalia, for example, uh, bashing uh, young children's brains out of their heads and wearing it on their hats and um, their saddles and this kind of thing. And uh, when uh, news of this got actually back to the, the East Coast. It upset enough people that Congress investigated it, and a lot of the people that were involved did have to testify, and that's how we know it to be fact, because they were sworn under oath and had to testify to Congress what they had actually done there. Uh, there right. was fetus, fetus removed from pregnant women, you know, uh, squaws, heart on a stick, that kind of thing. It was brutal. It was terrible. It was really brutal and inhumane. They systematically went corpse to corpse, mutilating them. So on you know the twenty eighth, which is our Thanksgiving, not to be too much of a bummer, guys. Maybe you know when you wake up with that Thanksgiving hangover on on Friday. Remember, this is where we really come from.
1: Right, and, this is the true story of Thanksgiving. We didn't just you know break bread with pilgrims. Literally, the um the Wampanoags they um they kept them from you know they from dying the pilgrims when they came over they gave them corn and and everything and and kept them alive for the winter the pilgrims and the pilgrims turn around and do this to them so, right
0: right it's been said they were when they actually had that you know famous dinner they were actually getting ready to attack them and practicing yep, there
1: slaughter their, them.
0: Their... Cause they were sick of <laughs> buying their guns they were and... sick
1: of buying their lands they just were just going to take them all over
0: Little-known fact that um, they weren't very good at farming and and that sort of thing. Um, First settlers that came here actually ended up stealing and and potentially even consuming some of the corpses of the the natives. Robbing graves and that that kind of thing to stay alive, which is uh, brutal, because they really had no idea how to do it.
1: Right. This was an extremely hard show for us to do
0: oh you know it is what it is you know i
1: mean that'd be down for anything but like chris said when you're you know maybe you should think about that as well when you're having your thanksgiving with your family and stuff
0: yeah give a little thanks that way it certainly took a lot right
1: absolutely
0: uh, well have a nice thanksgiving um Side of all this craziness, Logan's starting to feel sick, so <laughs> our plans may change after all. Perhaps we are cooking it. Yeah, so we can discuss after the show, but I can't bring well, him. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> We may be doing that here. We'll see.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, absolutely, okay. I'll give thanks to, you know, what goodness has been afforded us, you know, even in Absolutely. Uh, the wake of, I don't know, the needs of of um, money and uh, people that control it. Okay. The great expansion. <laughs> the great expansion, baby.
1: That's right. hmm
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to another. Uh,
1: well, we hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving.
0: Yep. Well, we didn't depress you too much. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Uh, Stay tuned. We've got, um, Serafina, Laura coming up next. And, uh, next week we've got a guest. Uh, we've got Amy Major, who is a rescue medium. And we were fortunate enough to meet recently. And, uh, we've got our books and we're going to talk about rescue mediumship. And we're going to talk about get back to the undisclosed location and the child spirit, Toby. And, um, we're getting ready to try to uh, do our first crossing.
1: Yeah. Chris has one and I've got the other.
0: <laughs> right. And it's not just Toby. There's also a Frank who we're going to be doing a podcast about. We've got a lot of clips of Frank. And if you've been following those discussions, uh, you probably know who that is. A kind of dark or semi-dark figure that we hear often tied to um, the the voice. Yeah, in so the goes <laughs> location and the voice in the left-hand corner. <laughs> Right. Yeah, Frank. Right. So that's coming up next Tuesday. And um, again, stay tuned for Serafina Lorley. Love you guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.